over and Allison delivered to me a plate of like toasted relatively like fresh bread Ooh. and relatively. like, like that, it was like a, it uh-huh. was like one of those take and bake things mm. and mm-hmm. it was like that and like deli meat and sliced pickles and deli mustard and spin- it was really good nice high level girlfriending mm-hmm I told I just went into the room this morning, kicked him on the door, and told Michael, "Get the fuck out of bed!" And then I kicked him. And then you threw a handful of spinach. I did. Eat it. (laughs) I have pancakes. You get leaves. (laughs) I just texted mine and was like, "Hey, you up? Want Waffle House? That's Mm -hmm. it. That's girlfriending. That's good though. That's like hell yes, I want Waffle House." And then we made like some some white dudes and some black people really uncomfortable at Waffle House. I accidentally called my wife that yesterday. Oh, How did you was accidentally it, do that? She um, was talking about... Because she was like, if I crash here tonight? <laughs> it was... It was, it was we were... I don't, I don't remember the context, but she was talking about, I just need to exercise more. I'm just, I'm just feeling really gross right now. I'm like, oh, I'm kind of getting fat right now, too. Oh, and the two was no. where I fucked up. Yeah. No. <laughs> That's not okay. Listen, Michael, what he says, if I'm like, oh, I need to work out, he's like, you know what? Whatever makes you happy, yeah. just so you know, I'm, I support him, even though I'm like, motherfucker, tell me the truth. Somehow I... Did she, somehow did she call it, you out on it? Oh, definitely. Oh, and, shit. And, uh, yeah, it, somehow I thought that... I'm getting fat now too. That's the most comforting thing I could say. How how did you did you smooth it over? Not at all. I was just like, ah. And then, I, <laughs> yeah, then you have like a door that is shut. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Did you like moonwalk out of the <laughs> I was imagining like. Because that's an understandable circumstance, but when you say like you accidentally call, I imagine it was like, an accident. I imagine yeah. like she spooked you and you're like, oh, you're fat. <laughs> <laughs> How do you apologize for calling someone fat? You're a significant uh, other. You can't. Uh, like, I, I don't you know. You let but, it go away. But fat isn't necessarily like we're trying to do it. It's not necessarily a bad thing to say to someone. Like if you're fat, it's like okay, like extra poundage. I don't think that's really an insult, necessarily. It's not. Caroline and I, like, she talked about how we're basically the same weight because she's more stretched out, and I'm I'm a more condensed version. And, like, and and I was like, I don't know, I feel that this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like the Danny DeVito. You're like like David Schwimmer. So I'm like, I don't know. I was, uh, I used to work at Blockbuster. (laughs) One day, working there. (laughs) Thank you. Perfect. The standard reaction. Blockbuster. <laughs> Working at Blockbuster. <laughs> we were, there was like a, a, a woman in line who was, you know, a little overweight. And, Did you ask her about her um, movie? I can't remember. There was, I, we would talk in movie quotes a lot of time at, the, at work because it was just a fun silly way to to pass the time Jody and I worked were working that shift and yeah I said uh, I was talking to her but I was also talking to him and like getting her movies ready and everything and then uh, he was saying he was about to do a thing check the inbox or something like that and I I uh I, I said with the same inflection of the, the quote from I've forgotten the movie but it's basically uh, that'll do pig babe. And, uh, is it babe is it babe, yeah, it's babe. And, but I didn't say pig but I like I like I said that'll do and then 
I made eye contact with Jody, and I saw him preparing to like karate chop me, karate chop me in the neck yeah. to no. avoid getting anything nope. else out. Because it's like there's no coming back from that. Yeah, if you said so. that, then you like if you explain and be like, no, I didn't mean you. Then it still sounds like yeah. it could have been you because yeah. you are horribly fat. Yeah. 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 You, you uh, gigantic monster. Fat. I'm just quoting the movie. At least you didn't big. say like look at her like look at Jody. We're gonna need it a bigger boat. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, damn, that's a huge bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I would have just done the elevator thing, like, okay, and I'm going to just sink down behind the How counter. How many times do you do that? Like, do you do that a lot? Like, every day. Every day. Every I, single day. I do it a lot at the restaurant, because, yeah. like, ladies will order, like, Coke or Diet Coke or whatever, and I always forget whether it's Coke or Diet Coke, and so I'll turn to a woman, and I'll be like, okay, I'll refill your Diet Coke, and she'll be like, I got Coke. And I'll be like, oh, I wasn't implying that you're fat. I'm just, I didn't know. How about water? And then, and, and then some girl will be like, oh, I want, I want extra cheese on that. And I'll be like, yeah, girl, you like that cheese? And then I'm then, and she'll be like, hold on now. Yeah, I do. And I'll be like, oh no. Sorry. Someone said, hey, you like that cheese? I'm like, fuck yeah, I like that goddamn yeah, like cheese. That, Give me some more. Like some people just ordered tons that, of cheese. That's another accidental calling a girl fat thing I did at work the other day. I was waiting tables. I do not wait tables because I'm bad at it. And a girl ordered a salad and I was like, what kind of dressing would you like? And she was like, I want ranch. And I was like, yeah, of course. And I just moved right along. Lost over that. Of course you do. Yeah, of course, sure. That, that checks out. Like, yeah. I meant, of course, like, sure, I'll do that for you. But it came off like, yeah, of course you do, you fucking pig. <laughs> uh, years of relationships have taught me that whenever you're approached by a significant other and they're like I should work out more like I'm not happy with how I look it's like you know I think you look beautiful regardless of what you do but if it makes you feel more confident I understand that yeah. feeling attractive is the most important thing and you should do what makes you happy I'm gonna leave that's yeah, the greatest that's, answer that's, I've ever heard it's, a, it's yeah. like yeah confidence is important I think you're super sexy I have to go now yep <laughs> just because I cannot incriminate myself with further inquiry <laughs> just, just start <laughs> shouting noises just <laughs> And then you turn around and walk out of the room. Well, that is true. Like, women do get distracted. Like, when you start yelling random things, like, a woman's like... Because when you started doing that, I was like, where am I? That's where happening. the fuck is happening? What were we even talking about? Shady. Yeah, it's like... Jingle your keys. Okay, and run out um, the door. Welcome back to Podcast Party. We're here for another episode, getting into some craziness. Going to listen to some improv. Uh, whoops. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. These are totally real. Uh, gonna listen to some. Gonna <laughs> 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 pure despair. Just gonna listen to some real podcasts, uh, and uh, give you guys a little taste of them, and then give you our thoughts on them. In the room with me, we've got a John. Hello, John. Hola. Welcome back. Welcome. Back. Welcome to the party. <laughs> I'm here and I'm enjoying it. Woo. Do you like the party? Yeah. It's a party. All right. Wink. Wink indeed. Move on. Audience, we just winked. Natalie's here. Hey. Why are you doing, Natalie? I'm doing okay. Doing all right? Yeah. Getting by? Yeah. Digging life? Um, not many words. I'm not going to say many words right okay, now. Fair okay, fair enough. Okay, good. All right. All right. <laughs> We've got... We've got Jay Evan. Hello. How are you, Jay Evan? I'm pretty good. Pretty good? Uh, except for that thing that I did that was not smart. Hey, we've all been there. Right. We all, you know, and you just uh, have to take te- take step to a, steps to atone. Mm-hmm. Maybe give it some time. Time heals most wounds, as they yes. say. Uh, and it's going to be all right, right? Yeah, yeah, I'll get her an ass cake later. There you go. Perfect. As well as, in addition to vis-a-vis... 
concordantly, we've got Mary. Howdy. Concordantly. Hi, Mary. Hey. How's uh how's that? Oh, so great. You're pretty excited to do some podcasts? Um, okay. It's like, you know, I don't get excited about much. Sure. I mean, we're all pretty numb. Yeah. Like oh, everything. Nothing means nothing. I kind of have to, like, punch myself occasionally to feel something. But Really? Where do you punch yourself? Oh, everywhere. Oh, nice. Mm. Yeah. And I'm Michael, and we're uh, going to get into some podcasting. Tonight's podcast themes provided to us by one John. Oh, me? Uh, what? Uh, what's that theme? Uh, now, uh, you know that... Uh, as per every theme selection, that uh, it takes weeks of research. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. Weeks and weeks. Sure. And I, I feel like this week's theme is maybe the most immaculate theme we've had thus far. Oh, I like that word. I, I, when you told me, when you like emailed us all about the the theme, mm-hmm. I gotta say, mm-hmm. I was, I almost felt something. I traveled to uh, Barkerville, Arizona. Did you to retrieve this theme? Really? I didn't see this. I didn't hear this in the email. The library they have up there. Mm. They have the best library. Can read? I can read Mm. uh, in some languages, Mm. mostly Latin. Mm. This week's theme is precision. 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 Yes, that's right. I'm not even gonna say it. Precision. Nope. It's precision. Precision. See, has got it. I yeah. the word. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a word that's precision. used in multiple commercials. Anything you watch, there's always like precision, like mm. car commercial, knife commercial, mm. beer commercial. Mm. Ass cake commercial. Ass cake I'm not going to stop talking about ass cakes. You've got to get a precise knife. That's right. You don't want an unguided willy-nilly knife. No, you don't want any willy-nilly thing in your life. I prefer my ketchup and beer to be precise. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not doing it. They're not getting to keeping it precise, then I don't want to buy it. I like fancy ketchup myself. Hey, fancy ketchup's good. But you know, that's the highest precision. It's got the highest precision rating. That's true. Because it has a bow tie. That's right. Like fancy ketchup. And you know, you have to be precise when tying a bow tie. Exactly. Or it's going to just be a regular tie. You don't want it to be askew. Mm, that's another word that I don't really understand. <laughs> oh, you mean ask you? Hey, there it is. Precision, the pot and the daddy pot, the knife and knife. There's the theme we're doing. Precision is good. Precision is what we're talking about. Precision podcast. Keeping it so tight. Precision podcast. Precision podcast. Gotta keep it tight, but girls. Super, super, super tight. Very tight. And we are back. So, who among you wants to start us off with a precision podcast? Something you came across. I found one. Ooh. It's very interesting. It's uh, this 
and two individuals, and they are really obsessed with Lisa Frank. Do y'all remember Lisa Frank? Like the trapper keeper lady? Yeah, trapper yeah. keeper, or keeper uh-huh. like stickers. And, yeah. Yes. And these two individuals, they are, um, they like search the world for Lisa Frank memorabilia. And the two come together and they discuss what each one represents because I don't know if you guys know this, but Lisa Frank had hidden messages. Yeah, behind. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, and it's very just they're just detail oriented. So like when this podcast is very much this this sticker was made in nineteen eighty five when Lisa Frank was going through this and this and this. What? And it's called Let's Be Frank About It. I had no I think idea. It's a thing that only girls really paid attention to mm-hmm. because I remember that uh, that key being well, yes. you know, the dolphin means this. The mm-hmm. puppy with exactly. the shiny eyes means this. Yes, yes, I remember that went around. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. so it's it's really yeah. So it's like, let's be frank about it. I'm very curious. Oh, it's so good. And the song that opens it up, it's to it's them to making a song about it, and it's. It's really ethereal and beautiful, and it makes you cry and laugh at the same time. I don't know how they can accomplish it, but they do it. All right. Well, let's just cue that up right now. Let's be frank about it. Let's be frank about it. Lisa Frank. Trapper keepers, what does it mean? He is risen. Let's be frank about it, dear listeners. You're listening to another episode of Let's Be Frank About It. I'm your host, as always, Louis Frankel. And today with me, my darling co-host, Lionel Frank. Wow, hey, how are you doing? This is going to be a really good episode. I'm pretty excited about uh, everything that we've got in store for you listeners. I know that uh, everyone who's listening to this, if you haven't listened to the last 12 parts of our 13-part series deciphering the current series of Trapper Keepers, I implore you to listen all the way back to the episode in September 22nd, 2012, where we started the series, because if you haven't followed up until this point, you're frankly going to be lost. Of course, you know, it is behind a paywall on the Howl Network, but hey, it's worth that money. It's worth that $4 a month. Less than a cup of coffee at Starbucks, am I right? Less than a cup of coffee at Starbucks, and you can understand the mysteries of the universe through the eyes of Lisa Frank. Oh, Dame Lisa Frank. So today we're talking about the the ultimate piece in our final Trapper Keeper series, and I am referring, of course, to a dolphin jumping through the eye of a glowing kitten. Oh, oh, it's one of my favorites. One of my very favorites. I've got it here. I've got it here in the course in the protective plastic. The protective plastic is what you need to have to handle this. But oh, let's let's just let's get into it. Can we just get into it? We can just get into it, Lionel. I've still got my third grade, my third grade diary uh, inside of this trapper keeper. Lionel, still no interest. <laughs> okay then. Well, fine. We'll um, let's just get into the uh, the front cover art. The the front cover art, as we see, of course, any layman can see that it is a rainbow dolphin jumping through the eye of a glowing kitten. Of course. Of course. That's that's the surface. That's what you'd see that's the a mile away. That's the text. And what I want to talk about today is the subtext. Ooh, let's get under there. I want to talk about the rainbow trail of the dolphin. 
Okay. As we've discussed in previous parts of the series, a typical rainbow in the Roy G. Biv configuration, okay. red, orange, yellow, etc. Amen. That generally in Frankian works denotes anger. But this is an inverted rainbow denoting peace. Indeed it is. And that a lot of the people know that. But with, uh, of course, that, that key that you put together, <laughs> we found that, uh, yeah, the inverted rainbow flips it on its head. And there are so many new connotations from that. Because <laughs> if there's a, a dolphin, which, of course, the symbology of the dolphin itself... The symbology of the dolphin is famine. Famine. And so now you've got a peaceful famine... Mm. Flying into the glowing eye of a kitten. The glowing eye of a kitten, which of course Lionel means... Apartheid. And now we know that Lisa Frank was giving us a commentary on apartheid. There is no such thing as a peaceful famine, because what? It's impossible for a dolphin to fly into the glowing eye of a kitten. Because as, as the dolphin is flying, we see a dolphin not in its natural habitat, as is often... Uh, shown in Frankian works. Dolphins are rarely in water. When they are in water, they are in their natural habitat. However, a dolphin flying in, uh, in a Lisa Frank work always, of course, means that it is taking place in a surreal alternate reality, which I call the Frankian universe. Oh, of course. Of course. That's, I mean, that's, yes, yes. Let's, now let's talk about that Frankian universe for a moment, because, mm. you know, unlike... Uh, her her more earth tone line that wasn't popular. Let's be honest, it just didn't it didn't work as well. It didn't reach quite a wide audience as the surreal psychedelic uh, uh, series that she ran with for most of her career. Uh, unlike that, this surreal psychedelic stuff. If you get really deep into the imagery, like you've got like you've done, you can see some pretty unsettling, disturbing, maybe a little bit dark. Mm. Uh, themes and so forth. Like, for instance, in this one right here, what's that you see behind the dolphin? That uh, tiny, tiny brushstroke. The tiny brushstroke. Of course, the tiny brushstroke of, of small glitter marks. In this case, a signature, of course, of fascism. Oh, thank you. Thank you. See? And how much... Oh, I... Listeners... You know, my friend Louis, he doesn't like to go on and on about the amount of... Re the sheer hours of research he's done on this but he has dedicated his life he's he lost two wives to this I, did, I lost two wives they, they couldn't stand don't know where they are they couldn't stand the rigor and they vanished that's right they did you know but hey you put in the time in my basement and uh technically my mom's basement but mm. you put in the time and you poured through all of the artwork and that 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 work it shows, my friend. When I was doing my thesis at Brown through mm. online courses, uh, I had... My body of research at the time, of course, was Lisa Frank portraiture. Of course. And I would take the meanings behind her works and I would uh, transpose them to blind artists and have them... Uh, turn what I was saying, the true meaning of the piece, into what it actually should be, through the cipher of a blind man's eye, if you will. Indeed. They, this particular piece, now my, my view at the time was not as nuanced, but when a blind person then made uh, a painting of what I said, it truly represented, it was a man in a gas mask harvesting wheat. And, and that's... That says it all right there. It does. And you know... Uh, another another point in uh, a little feather in the cap for my friend Louie here. Uh, his he is the first, and I want to I guess Lisa Frank's art is the first to be translated into Braille. 
It, it's true. Uh, you can feel the dolphin. Mm-hmm. You can feel the kittens. The apartheid. You can feel the apartheid. If you know where to look, you can feel the apartheid all around you. Of course, for the astute observer. It's, it's, this isn't for everyone. Let's let's be honest. But it, if you're listening to this podcast, of course, you're you're just a much as you probably not as much as Louis, but you're 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 a, a big uh, fan and maybe a little fanatical about Lisa Frank, like we are. Now, Lyle, don't sell yourself short because I know for a fact that you attended public. What is it? School uh, during the time that Lisa Frank was popular. That's right. I did. Yes, I did. And uh, I, you know, it, I don't like to go on about it. Uh, you know, uh, it, 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 I, I am proud of it, but I, I, I don't want to brag. You know, I don't want to be a braggadocious a-hole about being a public school veteran as I am. But uh, of course, all of my Lisa Frank's collection started there. Started in kindergarten. I had my my uh, my pencil holder. I had the case. I had the uh, the binder. I had a Lisa Frank backpack. There weren't very many Lisa Frank backpacks, but I've got one. Still got it. I'm wearing it right now. That is a true fact. And it's go- lined in plastic, of course. And Lyle, your life is a is a tableau, is a gradient of Lisa Frank's capability to deliver commentary because that pencil case you had one of her first works simply says uh, war is bad indeed it was and that's that's oh it's a it's simply so a, a glitter covered kitten which kittens of course uh represent uh the 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 fire of the machine gun that's right if they're not glowing they're the fire of the machine gun. Fire of the machine gun if they're not glowing. And then, of course, the, the sparkles, as we've discussed, the tinge of fascism that is all around us. Indeed. And, you know, it's it's amazing to me. They still haven't d- discovered how exactly Lisa Frank, because this is a proprietary knowledge, she, she never released it, how exactly she used graphic pins to put glitter onto her artwork. No one knows. It it doesn't seem physically possible. Much as the construction of the pyramids is a mystery to modern man, the illustration of Lisa Frank Trapper Keepers and various accoutrements is a mystery to us. Now, I say that the previous episodes would be lost on you had you not started from the beginning. And Lionel, I have a bit of a surprise for you. Oh, oh my. The 13 pieces we have been discussing up to this point, the trapper keeper, Mm -hmm. the pencil holder, the... Backpack. Appliques, the backpack. If you place them all in a matrix, just so... What? Oh, a what? It creates a mural. It creates a map, Lionel. My mind is bending. Use what you've learned. Um, oh, wait, wait. Let me walk around it. Let me, let me see. Hold on. Okay. From this angle, is that? No. <gasps> Southern Wyoming. Southern Wyoming. What does it mean, though? Lionel, I need you to take a seat. Okay. I'm back. Lionel, I'm nearly shitting myself, but I'm back. Trace the rainbow from the dolphin moving backwards through the pieces. Oh, counterclockwise. Creating, uh, if you were to triangulate, you find in Dead Horse, Wyoming. Yes. The last known location 
of uh, multiple Nazi sympathizers <sighs> after World War II. Lionel, I believe that this map will lead us to buried Nazi gold. What? You know, Lisa Frank was Anne Frank's granddaughter. <laughs> You're welcome. I mean, I had no idea that Anne Frank was so political. Mm -hmm. I kind of just thought that she was cashing in on children's inability to discern between art and kitsch, but... Mm -hmm. well. No, Lisa Frank, she knew what she was doing. So she was an activist. Oh, yeah, she was an activist. Like, um, they have a series where they try to track her down, and they travel around the world trying to find her, because... Um, was she the original Banksy, you think? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She was. Mm -hmm. Well, that's my belief. That's my opinion. I can't push it on anyone else. That's why I always liked her. Mm -hmm. I always, like... If you look at the dolphins, yeah, I always related. Mm -hmm. Wait, so were the dolphins apartheid? No, I think it was the glowing the, eye of the kitten. The glowing eye of the kitten. I can't keep all this stuff straight. I, the dolphin so rainbow many, was because, the, mm -hmm. the rabbit hole goes so deep. It's, okay. I didn't realize it was so and involved. The the beach scenes that Lisa Frank mm -hmm. did, mm -hmm. we all know. We all know. But that represents. Represents. Yes. You want to go ahead and go with it? Because no, I know you're... Okay, I'll, I'll start. Okay, and then I'll okay, finish. Okay, <laughs> Yeah. It represents sexual... Liberation. Yes. Mm -hmm. In the 60s, she she, no. she drew those during with the little shells. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. With the shells. Mm -hmm. The shells represent the vagina. Yeah. Oh, the vagina? The vagina. The vagina. Right. And the, the ocean is sea of possibility. Yep. Oh. And lubrication as well. Right. right? Mm -hmm. So much like the ocean laps on the beach, so, so the possibilities lap on the vagina. The vagina. What are the beach balls? The beach balls? Beach balls represent, actually, it's really dark. It's really I don't dark. know why you brought it up. It's abortion. It, oh yeah. my god, I yeah, have no idea. Because totally. yeah. you, mm -hmm. you, you blow it up and then it deflates. Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you didn't read the key, did you? I sure didn't. Uh, I sure didn't. Nobody read the key except for us. Mary. Yeah, we it's did. Okay. Was the key like the giver? It sounds like a fever dream. Mm, just because well, you're a guy, you don't understand. Lisa Frank <laughs> right. represents. Speaking of uh, sexual liberation in the '60s and uh, lubrication and so forth. <laughs> <laughs> I found a podcast uh, related to precision, and uh, it just it it really uh, blew my mind. I, I I found it, and it's these guys, these two guys. It's two elderly British men, and uh, they're very like dryly and matter of factly uh, in a sort of how how it's made fashion, uh, talking about erotic toys. And their manufacture and what goes into, uh, you know, the development and history uh, of certain toys. What's it called? Oh, it's called Sexperts. Mm, makes sense. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. You know how British people love their puns. That's true. Here we go. Uh, let's, uh, I guess we'll cue it up. You feeling good? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I love it. As always, I am Reginald Bunnypot, but this is my co-host, Robert Craftwheel. But we're talking about sexual things. Sexual toys, to be exact. Toys? Reginald. Yes, I do not call them toys. I, I actually, I, don't, I do not call them toys either. I call them 
um, instruments of pleasure. Instruments of pleasure. Yes, when you're um, having the it, sex. Well, when when you are yes um, unable to um, perform, give a woman what she needs oh, by way of penis. Mm. <laughs> you can... you have to get something that's plastic. Exactly. You put it, it into exactly her vagina. Right Yes. Mm. Yes. Mm. I have many experiences. Tell us one. I have an experience. Yes. <laughs> I took my penis. Yes. Keep going. Okay. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm getting feverish from mm. recount, recounting it. I had my penis mm. and I. Uh, I put it into her vagina. Yes. And instant. Instant orgasm. Instant for her, for you. For for me, Mm, obviously. Yes. And so sometimes, sometimes, and this is not something that you need to be um, necessarily uh, embarrassed about. Sometimes it is quicker for you than Mm. it is for her. Yes. And so sometimes you need to indulge in uh, certain toys yes in order to help a woman yes get there yes as you know Reginald yes. as I know because I, I have know. many many experiences mm. with women I have sexed many many women I have I as put well my penis and many a vagina my penis is a world traveler vagina my penis it has a passport and mm. that has been stamped a lot yes it has yes. we have a new toy we do, we do. We do. Um, uh, I think you discovered this with your wife. I, because I did. you are married, unlike I, Reginald. I am I am a bachelor forever. Wow. Reginald is married. Millicent, Millicent, my beautiful wife, she said, Hey, I would like to come in multiple places. Multiple places? Multiple. You mean there's more than one place to come for a Yes. There's like, m- like there's more than just the vagina come. Yes. There's vagina the elbow crease. The elbow crease has yes. a come place. Yes. The ear, but behind it. I always thought that was wax. I didn't realize that no, that was actually come. <laughs> I was always very confused about that. It is come. It is come. Also, wear the kneecap. What about when? Yes. What about when women wake up and they have little crusties on their eyes? Is that cum? That is cum? <laughs> that is because you have taken your lava in your arms the night before. My lava or my La- lover? Lava. My lava. You know what I'm saying. But she has taken my lava. Yes. Yes, if you know your, what I mean. Your hot penis my lava. My hot white penis lava. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I, it is a new toy. There's a new toy. What is it, Reginald? It is for your butt. Oh, it is for my butt or her butt? Both. Oh, so yes. it is a double-ended butt toy. It is a double-ended butt toy. Oh, okay. So it makes me aroused. It, it, it makes me quite aroused. In fact, I have to hide my arousal underneath this tape. You have such a violent, beautiful I penis. Have, I have a giant... <laughs> <laughs> I am I am jealous of your violent beautiful I'm sorry penis. I'm just crying because I am very I am very happy that you love my violent around. I love it I'm, I'm so happy no one has ever called it violent before because I do not understand they do not understand spirit. it I have had so many lovers so many vaginas that I have I have penetrated <laughs> I have you have penetrated 
So many. So many. Uh, I like them in their shy. I, 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 I find it a challenge. Millicent likes me to discover my sexuality. Does Millicent like when you bring another woman into the bed? Yes. Millicent goes, oh, yes. Another one. Is that, is that, well, I know what orgasms sound like, obviously, because yes. I've had sex a lot. You have invaded so much. I have invaded a lot of pussy. Yes. In my lifetime. I know no, where to I, put it. I take pride in that. I have put my member yes. in many a box. He has. He calls me and goes, I have done it again. I have done it again. <laughs> I have plundered another ass. He plunders the ass. I plundered. Because yes. I have many a sex that I've had, but I use the protection he does. every time. A plastic I put, bag. I put the bag <laughs> between my member. And to use a rubber band. Surprise, guys. Uh, I brought that podcast out. Not for the precision of the tool making of sex toys, but the precision of censorship editing uh, you notice that there were barely any curse words in that entire podcast that's, that's true. So they weird. were all seamlessly edited out oh, about wow. that i mean that's as we know point. of course um as uh, as george carlin once said there are seven words you can't say on british radio or television mm-hmm. and of course and those they are, are tell in, us john in in order i'll start us off do and it you just, we'll go just go around the circle, circle. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're all very aware yeah. of this the, mo- the most terrible word you can say of course is fanny mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. I didn't listen to this. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm no. over here touching my elbow. Don't, uh, she don't involve me. Okay, well, the, the, the second word is Turkish knob. Mm-hmm. And then bollocks. Mm. And then um, cunt swallop. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you already say that one? Man, because the other one is uh, uh, tire fire. Mm-hmm. And we all know what that means. Dollop. Dollop is another one. It's yeah. it's all over the Daisy Sour Cream commercials in the States, but mm, yeah. in, the, in Britain, oh they man. can't play those commercials gonna, over there. You're going to get suspended from Ooh, high yeah. school, the per se. The first time that one of those ads played and they said a little dollop of Daisy, mm-hmm. people burned the theater yeah. down. The queen yes. had a heart attack. I remember she that. Did. I remember she that. Did. They called it the dollop attack of uh, 94. Mm-hmm. It was insane. It was you know, CNN. in Doctor Who, they were originally called dollops. But they they had to change that yeah, pretty did. early on. So it was like, nope, they got to be Daleks. Daleks. Yeah. Yep. Oh, and what's the what's the big one, John? You have you can only say it in the Cockney accent because it's the only way that's offensive. But what was it again? Oh, you mean the the ultimate British curse word? Yeah. Can only be said in, in the Cockney accent. What is it again? Uh, it is. Oh, no. Shit. Of wow. Yeah. Wow. I, I, I don't. That's not the one you'd probably expect. Yeah. It's, but I mean, if you watch all those Guy Ritchie movies, there are reason yeah. that uh, they're banned right, in Britain. Right. Yell at Vinnie Jones. Mm-hmm. Vinnie Jones. He's just governoring all over the place. You have to say it. Though with the accent. I didn't want to offend our listeners. Well, I don't. He's okay, just governor. We do have British listeners. We do have a lot of British listeners. Mm-hmm. It's true. That actually kind of reminds me of a, a, a podcast for some reason. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's. I don't know if you guys remember the '80s pop duo um, Vinny and Jones. Yes. Uh, and yeah, they had they had a big hit uh, back in the day. I can't recall the name of it, but. Basically, when Hall and Oates came out and started getting really popular, these guys just kind of faded away. Mm-hmm. But years later, I mean, now 30 years later, they've gotten back together and they're just talking about, you know, what went wrong with their relationship mm-hmm. and what went wrong with, uh, you know, the band. Um, 
It's really, really good. I think I think if you guys are interested oh, yeah. in it, oh, yeah. let's check like it out. Like a behind the music um, type thing? Yeah, yeah it's I very it's that. very behind the music and you can tell that they really just hate each other. Uh they Shit. they it's um Oh, it looks like uh John, you pulled up the what's that one hit they had? Oh, uh, the the Vinnie and Jones hit. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's I mean, as with all pop songs, it has like an actual title than an alternate title, and the the actual title is "Get Out," and then in parentheses uh, "Of My House Right Now." I fucking love that yeah, song. No, how does yeah, it go yeah, again, uh, Jayla? Yeah. How does it go? Nineteen eighty-three. <laughs> Tell us, yeah. like, give us the chorus. How does it go again? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just it it's yeah. so catchy. Oh yeah, let's it's give so the beat. Okay, go, right, Jayla. Yeah, <laughs> Baby, get out of my house right now. That's so funny. So, but yeah, the name of the the name of the podcast uh, that these guys do is uh, "Baby, Don't Come Back." Oh, I didn't hear that. Let's uh, take a listen. <laughs> Baby, don't come back. I'm I'm Vinnie Vincifrella. This, of course, is Joni Mozzarelli. <laughs> yeah, jo- Joni Mozzarelli. And uh, we're back. Baby, don't come back. Uh, baby, don't come back unless you get more beers. All right, <laughs> all right, Jones. And uh, we're uh, monthly podcast. We talk about the tumultuous history of a uh, once great '80s band. I I think we'll be great. We were pretty good. I think we were I great. Thought we were good. Jones, I think we were all right for a minute. For a minute, we got we got five hits. Oh yeah, we, we got five hits, Vinny. I you know some people have described us as a one hit wonder. No, they just they just remember that one hit. Yeah, you know? get out of my house right now. Get out of my house right now. And of course, they don't remember our other four hits. Yeah. Um. Don't step on my yard. <laughs> don't step on my yard was a was a classic. I spent three weeks in an Indian sweat lodge coming up with the lyrics. I spent two minutes coming up with the beats. Those, um, you know, I, I, I feel like a little synthesizer and then I push buttons and that's how it happened. Do you know what a time signature is, Jones? I do not. That's that's great. That's and right. that, of course, are other three hits. Uh, were what I like to consider a trilogy, uh, starting with Armadillo Rock. Yeah. I spent 15 years in Southern California studying to produce Armadillo Rock. It took me five minutes to come up with the cook for the Armadillo Rock. The do 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 Five minutes. I feel like that was uh, that was a little Depeche Modey, but I feel like that's kind of behind us. Um, do the rock. You got it. Yeah. No. No. I I've got it. I've got it. <laughs> And then, of course, the other uh, two hits finishing up the trilogy after Armadillo Rock is Armadillo Rock Part 2. Oh, yeah. I didn't want to name it that, but you were all about keeping it in the 
trilogy. I felt like we needed to, like all great trilogies, <clears throat> like all, all great works, we need to have a, a thematic through line that ties it all together. And of course, our, our last hit of the trilogy and our last hit as a band, Gimme Them Lips. Gimme Them Lips. It took me 17 years studying in uh, Canada. I lived in a cabin for 17 years, and I ate nothing but bears and figs. So, I got real drunk one night, and yeah. I was banging this chick. Of course. Great. You know, she was like, you better have been in Jones, and I was like, hell yeah, yeah. And then she came back to my place, and I was like, listen to this hook, baby. And that's, that's the song. It was three minutes. Jones. It, it took me only three minutes to bang her, and then one minute to come with the hook. Jones, have you yes, ever considered sir. that every popular song we've ever had has exactly the same four-note melodic hook? It does not. Okay, I want you to listen. Okay. Tell me the difference right. between the hook so, of Armadillo Rock so. Part 2 and Give Me Them Lips. Armadillo Rock. Part two mm-hmm. has a da 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 da, right? Oh, da yes. da da, I'm a little rock. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then give me the lips has do 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 do. And then give me the lips. Jones, are you familiar with the concept of an octave? No, I am not. I feel as though what you did was you took the four notes and you transposed them up an octave on the key. No, you're just using your fancy college words. Look, man, I just, I, the people loved it. The people especially loved Give Me Them Lips. The and pe- that was because my beats were fantastic. So I think that people especially love Give Me Them Lips because I I wove together the feelings of unrequited love that people generally feel. I am a big believer in the non-binary relationship and that people can every day fall in love with new people. Physical aspects change. We are all part of a giant Zoroastrian uh, hive mind. That's why the chorus says, Hey girl, do, 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 do. <laughs> Give me them lips. Give me them lips. <laughs> You always say that part. That's because I said that part in the song. Do, 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 do. Give me damn lips. lips. I, I hey remember. Hey, girl. That's all you needed. That's but all you it's need. the, I feel like the message of give me them lips was, was less, I want to be kissed by you and more, I want to possess your lips. But remember the bonus track. Oh, the bonus the track. The bonus off of, track. Off of our album, Give Me Them Lips, from which Give Me Them Lips was the hit single. Yes. What was the name of that bonus track again? Oh, you let me name it. I remember this. The bonus track was Your Love Child. You were like, Armadillo Rock, I'll name that. And then you were like, I guess I'll let you name something, Jones. And I was like, okay. And I came up with this. You know how long it take me to come up with this? Um, Probably something in terms of minutes. No, it actually took me an hour. An hour. An entire hour. Oh my God. You know what it's called? What's it called? It's called. Lip rock. Jones. It's a combination of armadillo rock and give me the lips. Jones, remind me one more time how the hook to lip rock goes. All right, you ready for it? I'm ready. I can remember it. It's been a while. Hold on, let me chug this. 
right. That's, okay. That's okay. record time for chugging a PBR. That's <laughs> all I can afford right now. And, uh, okay. Ready? Lip rock? No, I'm so ready. Lip rock. It was... <laughs> I loved it. Wow. Wow. I learned a lot about those guys. I you know, I didn't know they came and went and you know, I I enjoyed the song, but I didn't know there was that much history there. I mean, what he they I didn't realize that they didn't even get started with Mm -hmm. the band until until Vinny was like forty seven because he spent like how many years? Seventeen or something like that. It was so many years. He started so young just prepping. Researching one song at a time. And that's that's really impressive. They're actually uh, they're actually going back on tour. Uh, Hollow Notes and Tears for Fears, they're going on tour right now, but uh, Vinny and Jones, they'll be in the parking lot uh, watching, <laughs> waiting for them to come out, I guess. Afterwards, right. they, they, they said they were going to get autographs, I'm not sure. Oh man, is that going to be at the Warp Tour? Uh, no. <laughs> I really liked... I really liked how Jones... I related to Jones, because like... When he was drinking PBR, I was like, I relate to that because I drink PBR right. and I don't have a lot of money. So mm-hmm. I think that's what really got me into their music. Was yeah, the fact they're that very they're relatable. You know, yeah. I, I too have lips and have seen an armadillo, mm-hmm. and their hooks were so distinctive. I don't. That's one thing I never really understood about Vinny the whole time. He he keeps claiming it's the same song. It's not. It's so different. So different. Look, the feelings. I, I mean, I listened back through it, and they're not the same songs because sometimes they're like lip rock sometimes uh-huh. they're like armadillo rock yep. uh-huh. sometimes and they're like get out of my house, house. Uh, yeah it's give me them lips I was surprised they didn't talk about their song armadillo lip let's do this rock uh-huh. that song that came out was it like 87 uh-huh. yeah, yeah. It, well they tried to make the comeback with that, that post punk album uh-huh. and they had the uh, get out of my house armadillo yeah uh-huh. you know uh, Jones is actually the inspiration for uh, Kanye's album Graduation wow I can wow. see that so, yeah. uh, he did some of the beat mastery for uh, 808 Heartbreak. Well, so Kanye true. finds him very inspirational. So yeah. I think Jones is quite successful. Yeah, because there was a part of that song that was like, do, 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 do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. I heard that. Especially in that track, mm-hmm. Paranoid. Yeah. Oh, God. You know, Vinny Paul doesn't Jones. really get around a lot, but I did see him on an episode of Celebrity Apprentice. Mm-hmm. Um, he just cried in front of a Rothko for 30 minutes. God, but Rothkos, though, like, they get your heart pumping. I can cry at those squares all day. Vinny is actually helping uh, Father John Misty write some albums. Oh, I really? would. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. I can see that happening. Yeah. Yeah. 100%, yeah. Wow. Man, fuck that guy. Yeah, both of them. Mm-hmm. Whichever one you're talking about. Uh, mostly Vinny. Yeah. Sure. You know, okay, fun fact. My mom was actually a groupie for them, and she always says that maybe, possibly, Jones could be my father. She's not like 100%. Oh, wow. But yeah, so it's kind of a big deal. Yeah. So... Crazy. Yeah, that Jones blood. Mm-hmm. Boop, 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 boop. Wow. That's right? beautiful. I can Thank hear you. it. I can mm-hmm. hear it's it. It's the beat. It's, it's so beat natural. Within my heart. Wow. Yeah. Well, speaking of the beat within your heart, mm-hmm. uh, we've got to keep uh, the beats flowing here with this podcast. And in order to do that, we've taken out some ads. And so I think it's time we cut to those real quick, if you guys don't mind. And we will get right back to... The Podcast Gold. Have you ever been in the market for uh, a used bed frame? Maybe some old CDs? 
uh, a lawnmower that may or may not have been stolen, uh, some broken vinyl records, uh, food. Come on down to John's yard. Oh, son of a John. Hey, Michael, look, just read what's on the copy. Just read what's on the copy. But John, you didn't pay for this ad space. I look, so are you going to give us the proceeds for the yard sale? Are they going to the podcast? Is that what's happening? Uh. uh hello, this is Woody Allen, and I would like to, I would like to try and sell you some, some earplugs. I don't know what has happened in my life that I'm trying to sell you earplugs right now, but I really need this to be done. I just. I don't know if you have had any, perhaps your neighbors, perhaps they listen to their music too loudly and you're just trying to sleep. I know personally, I just want to sometimes go to bed with my former stepdaughter and now wife and I just, she snores a lot and it's bananas and I'm just like, Annie, I might have to go and sleep in the hall and I don't want to sleep in the hall, there's ants out there. I'm going to have to cut this commercial short because I can't remember any of the movies that I've done other than those three. My name is Woody Allen. Please buy my earplugs. Hey, it's Jennifer Telly. I'm here selling you guys something that you want. It's called a hat. Do you guys like hats? Hey, you over there that's walking down the street, do you like hats? Yeah, dude. I have a hat. Oh, dear. Do you want it? Hey, come. Okay. You go, girl, take it. That's Jennifer telling, and Show I'm me selling. I have good bibs. Yeah, you do. Hey, were you brought a chucky? I was. Really? Yes. Tell me your bibs. The boobs, I guess. I wish I was. I wish I was in Showgirls, but I wasn't. Were you in the craft? I wasn't. She was in Psycho 2. In Chill. They made a Psycho 2? She was. By my house. Hello, sir. Oh, hello. Hello. Oh. As you can see, I am a tiny woman. Of course, yeah. And therefore. I'm a tiny man. Oh, are you? I am. Do you find a problem getting a drink, sir? Oh, do I? I can't even I reach the I find problems getting drinks all the time. That's why I bring my own tiny beers. What? Oh, my. The bartender, he won't even, he, it won't matter that he can't see me anymore. I can have my own. You can hide them in your purse? Oh, what? In I your do carry man a purse. purse. I have my own man purse. And, I have a coin purse. And I can hide them in my purse. Oh, Yes. Oh, look how many tiny beers you have in there. I have put them all in my cleavage. Oh, oh my gosh. Yes. Why do you put your purse in your cleavage? I just do. It makes your boobs lopsided, but I think it works. Hello, hello. I'm oh. a large man. What, oh. are you, what, what are you talking about? Damn giants. What are, what are you talking about? I can't even see you. You're so small. Is there a couple of small people in this room? Gregory, oh, there's, on me. there's small people talking about small people. I thought there was a strict rule against small people in this bar. You kicked me over. It's only if they're drinking, and I can't see what they're drinking for. They're so well, small. Let me tell you this. I'm so glad that this bar has giant beers for giant people. Big beers for big hams. That's exactly what I need. I need it too. Hello. Excuse me. I'm a medium-sized man. I am a medium-sized woman. And we would like a regular beer. That would 
be so delightful. <laughs> like a regular one, like just put yes. it in an onyx or something, just a regular bear. Yes, not so small, no. not so big. Not too big. No. No, not for you especially. No. no you got to drive. I have to drive. You do have to I'm responsible. No, right, I'm not. So let's get our regular size beers. Oh, yes. It doesn't matter what kind of beer you get. Small, big, regular. We can provide here at... Smittix. Smittix. British pubs. Smittix British pub. You get drunk no matter your size. This is a weird bar. Wow. Yeah, so those were our ads. I feel like nothing takes us out of an ad better than a nice palate cleanser podcast. Mm. Ooh, yes. I love a good palate cleanser podcast. Now, you know that uh, serially in the past, I've been known to choose themes based on podcasts that I want to introduce. Yeah. Of course. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know we've all been guilty of that, but I've been guilty of that more often in the past. But I just want to say that with our theme of precision, boy, do I have the podcast for you. Oh, what is you? it? I bet you do. It's, it's the best podcast I've ever listened listen to because it is a podcast with a hard time limit of two minutes. Mm, <laughs> wow. wow. That's that's pretty good. Wow. And, and is this one of those microcasts? It's a microcast, oh. but it's a micro macro cast. Oh like a hybrid economics class. Interesting. Where you have two very famous celebrities. Who are they? They're Jennifer Tilly and Woody Allen. Holy shit. Wow. Shit. What they do is within two minutes they introduce Explain and then solve a major world problem. Holy God! Wow, shit! Yeah. So uh, this this episode, I like this episode a lot. It's about the Internet of Things, the the interconnectivity of devices in the home. Yeah. And they manage to, in two minutes, explain perfectly what that is, and then uh, take it out to the future and talk wow. about machine learning. Oh well, no! Shit, like Skynet. In two minutes, they talk about all of that. Do that's they? A, that sounds wow. like a lot of pressure. <laughs> I, I can't wait to hear that. I'm Jennifer Telly, and this is Woody Allen. Uh, I'm Woody Allen. So everything's connected. You know, I just don't know if that's really the case, but okay. It is, because everyone can go on their phones and look up things. Listen, I just, I, to me, I just, I don't think that having kids is really even the best idea. I don't want kids, for, I don't want people to be able to access information about me. That's true. I think that I think that everything that you can learn on the internet, you should be better learned. Wikipedia. Okay, I I think that maybe it's just better to learn things on the streets. I think that the internet is a real problem. That's true. The internet, we're all connected. Yeah. uh, If it wasn't for the internet, then nobody would have had a problem with my past discretions. That's true, and like we know everything. Everything. I, yes, I, uh, the interconnectivity of the world right now has become, it's become a real issue It's a me. problem. <laughs> Jennifer Tilly, oh, 
just so helpful to me in everything that I'm trying to do. I am. I, oh, eh, you know, with the internet these days, I mean, I know Jennifer Tilly, you're, you're, a, you're a poker player these days. So poker. All right. I, <laughs> yeah. Don't cry, Lydia. I, I can't help but cry because the internet is ruining lives. It's, it's so ruining lives. Alright, alright, I feel like we've really solved this problem we in have. a minute and 45 seconds. Let's we let's have. take our last 15 seconds to talk about ourselves a little bit. Jennifer, what do you have to say? Nothing. I don't either. Alright, goodbye everyone. Bye. Time. I fucking love Jennifer Tilly. Yeah, I really like Woody Allen. I think he's yeah. funny. Oh, so funny. <laughs> They're so smart. They're both yeah. so smart. I, I, I was amazed that they were able to discuss such a complex topic in such depth. But seriously, in two minutes. And, 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 and solve it. Yeah. yeah. They, they solved it for real. They did. In two minutes. In two minutes so they did Jesus. that. Wow. Great. You know, they make one of those podcasts every year. Really? It takes, it takes so much research and dedication mm-hmm. to be able oh, to do that. I, I would tell. assume that it costs a lot of money as well. Yeah. Those are two pretty big name people. $100,000. An episode? An episode. Wait, wow. per person? Per person. Wow. wow. You know, the, the UN's been trying to get them for a while, but they're, mm-hmm. it's, it's, they're so busy. You know? Yeah. Well, Understandable. Natalie, you don't sound impressed. No, I wasn't. Okay. Come on, Jennifer Tilly has given us so many things, like mm-hmm. Bride of Chucky. Bride of Chucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seed of Chucky? Seed of Chucky. Probably one of the urban legend movies. Thank you. Liar, liar. Liar, liar. Apparently she's a professional poker player. That's something I'm learning just now. Mm -hmm. Pride of Chucky? Wait, yes. Well, it's okay. And then Woody Allen has given us so many things like Midnight loving Paris. people Pinky that aren't your age. Bananas. Bananas. Annie Hall. Radio dance. Speaking of which, uh, it's time... To say goodnight, everybody. We've uh, we've had a good podcast tonight. We've had a lot of a uh, lot of interesting and crazy things happening uh, with the podcast around the table tonight. Mm-hmm. So uh, thanks, John, for being here. Pass. Thanks, <laughs> thanks Natalie. Hey. As always, uh, no, that, no. thank you, thank you, Jay Evans. Hey, that's great. This has been uh, much darker than last time. Well, you know, it, it happens that way sometimes. Sure. <laughs> thank you, Mary. Yeah, well, yeah. And uh, anybody want to plug anything? Uh, you've got five Isn't seconds. Chicka Flickas. Oh, Chicka oh, Flickas podcast. Hey, podcast. I got a, I got a podcast to too. I, I got a podcast. Yeah, it was good. Hey guys, I got a podcast. Mary got a podcast. I have, I have a podcast called Zero Credits. You should listen to it. It's uh, really good. Hey, speaking of which, that reminds me of a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we've got three things we'll recap real quick. We got Zero Credits Podcast, great podcast. We've got Chicka Fliggas. Chicka Fliggas. We've got Chicka Fliggas Podcast, great podcast, and we've got Not Your Butt, which not, is not uh, your butt so right. And so, uh yeah. Oh, anything? Nope. Uh, <laughs> I did enjoy that you just plugged a, co- a podcast that's currently on break. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. That's pretty good. Also, pretty y'all good. should watch the show Magicians. Nope. It's not that great. Guys, I just want to be honest. I just want to be honest. You should give Not Your Butt a listen. Yeah. It's not, really good. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. Your Butt? Not, not Your Butt. Not, not Your Butt. That's it's what Natalie is plugging it's tonight. It's pretty avant garde. It's my best work. Yikes. So, uh, good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Hello. 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 Good night. We'll see you next time. Uh, like, comment, subscribe. We're on Twitter. He is risen. I got to pee.
decision, the pot girl, and the daddy pot and half an egg. Decision podcast. There's the theme we're doing. Precision is good. Precision is what we're talking about. Precision podcast. Keeping it so tight. Late bra.